Hey, it's your old pal Slim, one of three living hosts for Paper Keg. This podcast ran for 300 episodes focused on best friends talking and reviewing comic books. Somewhere along the way, life happened and we decided to go on hiatus. Every so often, we're lucky enough to get back together to record. This episode, you'll hear from writer Jonesy Loves Beer. Thunder in paradise, lightning striking twice. You mess with thunder, you pay the price, the price, the price. VP of merchandise, Dale underscore A. Yeah, I mean, you, you walk into a bathroom, you're cracking the tile underneath your shoes with that get up gambit. Enjoy. Watch out, it's a video nasty. Really big shoe. Ladies and gentlemen, Slimbo Slice. Gambit is back. You know? They said they said it couldn't back be done two arms, episodes in a row. Beloved. You can't possibly come up with content for Gambit two episodes in a row, but we're doing it. I mean, I think we've exhausted 100% of the Gambit content out there. And uh, if I could clarify... They didn't say it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done. No one wanted it to be done. That's, uh, that voice you heard crapping on the naysayers as only he can. Writer just got power back after a uh, uh, Four days, five days with no power. Jonesy loves beer. Yeah, four nights, five days. It was unsettling. Uh, I was running the old Jenny, and that's the lingo I learned on this discovery trip of having no power for four days. No, you know, you can't afford to say the whole word generator. So I was, oh, you got your Jenny running? How many things you got plugged into that Jenny? So I'm a Jenny guy now. I have a Jenny. Jenny's making moves. I'm moving weight back there. With that Jenny. Dale, you ever called a generator a Jenny? Uh, well, I never used to, and then I talked to old man Herschel, and uh, <laughs> his his knowledge, you know, of running running one on his wing of Winnebago during those times, uh, you know, mm. you just tend to fall into it. And I, to my, to my, to this day, I kick myself for speaking ill. Dale underscore a VP of merchandise for paper keg radio syndicate. You know, we're operating in the shadows, you know, over time, there's been a lot of, uh, shell comp companies to come out of paper keg radio syndicate over the last couple of months. Probably the most popular to have come out of it. Bat and spider.com. Dale's helping running that show with Chuck Forsman. Welcome back to paper keg together again. 
Yeah, to you know, to be able to climb and get up under the the umbrella, as it were. I mean, it feels good for the three of us, the triumvirate, as they say. You know, get back up underneath that and huddle with my boys. Whilst the rain came. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just feels good. Oh, God, it feels good. And then, you know, two two episodes in a go, Gambit, because, because why not? It's our show. People have been writing. They've been calling. They've been sending emails to the now defunct and unaccessible uh, letters at paperkeg.com. <laughs> MX Records, ever heard of them? Yeah, they're getting bounce backs left and right, but they're sending them, trust us. <laughs> Please, oh, Paper Keg, Please do uh, the original Gambit for for issue miniseries. We need it after that travesty uh, last episode. Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, driving Gambit right into the ground, and we're <laughs> done. We're sick of it. I mean, we're like old gunslingers coming out of retirement to fix the mistake that was the last episode. Mm-hmm. We're always trying to re like recover from from uh, a loss. This is like the Unforgiven of podcast right now came out of retirement one last time it's like wrestling great terry funk he had maybe a hundred retirement matches in his lifetime fucking bongos right now my god They said it couldn't be done. Uh, Not action shots of that scarab right now. Take me there. Take me there, Terry Hulk Hogan. Terry Bollea. And the other guy. Lightning striking twice You mess with thunder You pay the price The price The price God, this is going to blow your mind Unplanned right now, guys I just know that song forever Slim dancing along, but meanwhile, completely 100% angry that he's going to have to try to line up Jonesy with uh, <laughs> the theme song to this. This felt like one of those. <laughs> this felt like one of those uh, tech articles where two, three people unite to sing the Thunder and Paradise theme song on Zoom. You have to see this. Must watch. Need some good news. <laughs> that is, um, that's just a precursor. This episode, yeah. right around the corner, we're going to talk about Howard Mackey, Lee Weeks, Lee Weeks, Klaus, the formula, the Maestro Jansen. Mm. On this four issue limited series, Gambit's first ever. You know, 
heading down to the bayou with Rogue in tow. Oh, man. Slim, you want to talk about Lee Weeks? Uh, We read this weeks ago. (laughs) And we haven't looked at these pages since. So... Right here at the bottom of the hour, we're going to get into this. It's coming. It might be a short segment. It might even not happen. Who knows? (laughs) I was looking at my notes that I wrote down weeks ago. I couldn't make heads or tails of what the hell I was typing out on that little app. (laughs) Heads or tails of it. 1993 was when that limited series came out. Jonesy, you're home alone right now. I was was texting you about losing power, you know, wondering if I needed to run over there with ice, Mm -hmm. some meat. Mm -hmm. You're you're up for the family, the wife and kids. They're long gone. Nobody's here. Long gone. I got I got power last night. Uh, funny story. I went up there on the lake yesterday with the family, but they had power there. It was amazing. Running the old Jenny back here at home at Willowgrove. Uh, so I get home, long drive back. I'm tired. I got some sun. Empty my pockets. I have my wife's car keys. Oh, boy. So get back up What's the, this morning. It's a drive time back yeah. to that house. What is it? Hour and 10. Fudge. And two and a half hours on the road today <laughs> just to return keys. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus look, Christ. You know, we do, I do it because I love her, mm. you know? Oh. And that's why I do right. it. Right. She didn't make you feel like crap or anything for taking the keys to begin with? No, no, no. She was, she was characteristically forgiving. I'm looking, I don't mean to interrupt. But I see a bed behind Gen Z, and I just want to mm-hmm. call out two items that I think I see on that bed. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't move them. Don't touch them. Okay. It looks like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger item. It is. The the Transformer, the Morpher, and a yeah. Psy, potentially uh, from one of the Power Rangers. Is that accurate? So It is. So I, I cleaned out my gar- uh, garage today, and I found these in an old toy box, and I was going to give them to Jack. My God. I think it would blow his mind when he comes home for two weeks and he has these. So I cleaned them up because let me tell you, if you leave batteries in a toy from the 90s, <laughs> it will corrode. <laughs> so I cleaned them out. They they work. I got them to work. And so wow. I was going to wow. give them to him when he comes back. But it is like, it. you'll notice on the bed, it is laid out like he's going to go patrolling tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the last part of his costume he needs to put assemble. <laughs> What are the other uh, two items? My, uh, uh, no, this is just a light. Oh, I thought that was like a thirty-two, a second thirty-two X cartridge or something. <laughs> yeah, this, is a, this is well because of the uh, the no power. I have these little um, door cell packs that have with these little kickstands. I don't know why we're podcasting about this. But Tonight's episode sponsored by door stands. You could put it <laughs> put it on a table. You can or you can put it on a wall oh. on like a peg. Okay, so yeah, it's pretty neat. It's good. And the light's pretty bright too. Check this out. Oh, whoa. God. Yeah, that right. runs on Duracell batteries, Jonesy. It's got I'm in trouble. Yeah, Duracell. Duracell. Duracell brand flat emergency light. Get them at storm your local Rite Aid store. So, and at at your leisure. But yeah, I I think uh, Duracell. Make sure it's the copper top. If I can get if I can get it to come on, but it still makes the noises. Duracell. F the rest. Energizer. What? So let's see if I can get this to. You hear that? Oh, what? And when you open it, time. it like goes. I'll let, hang on. Not like the putty. Hang on. But it just like lights up and does Hold like a right. sustained beeping. You hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna freak out. Where's the Where's the T Rex coin? Mm. Do you have any of the no, dino coins? 
No, I only, I, I, when I was, um, I guess we were 11 or 12 when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I was only obsessed with the green one. So these, that's the only things I had. Do you remember how hard to but, get uh, those toys were? Those action figures? Well, yeah. If you don't have one for the, oh, Jesus, I can't make it turn it off. Oh, Here we go. Duracell. 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 Oh, look, it's playing. Never stop. I didn't know it could do that. Look, it's playing the sound. Jonesy's 11 years old again. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm brought back. <laughs> Listen, I think we'll all agree that Pink Ranger was hot. And approve. I'm going to delete, uh, well, slam, yeah, his, notice I'll delete oh, that sorry. from that podcast episode. <laughs> his, uh, yeah, his little mind's going to be blown when he comes back and he's going to have that to play with. So those, uh, the toys that they made for that show were unconscionably large. They weren't just like mini action figures that we were used to. They no. were like eight inches, 12 inches high. They were like Bobo. They were like old GI Joe size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also found in that same box, all my McDonald's transformers. Remember those? Wow. Like Where the fries like a, that turned into a transformer, and uh, my favorite one was a uh, the pancake box that would turn into a bird. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thinking about restoring them. I don't know what I'm going to do with them when I do that, but you know, just clean them up. Throw that up on your IG tonight. IG stories. I will. Bring some, bring some people back. Bring it back. Mm, maybe do a little fighting moves with that sigh and that morpher. Listen, I just I feel like it's it's so old. Like you can you can hear the rattle. I don't know if you can hear it, if it comes on a mic, but like it might fall apart if I grab it the wrong way. So, Dale, were you ever? It's heavy. Were you ever into Power heavy. Rangers, Dale? Uh, yeah, Power Rangers. I um, I never got into the action figures and stuff like that, but every day after school, what like four thirty, Power Rangers coming on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all about it daily. It was uh, just I was I can remember Power Rangers being like, "What is this show?" Because it. It had like that syndicated look Mm -hmm. and you could never quite tell if it were, obviously I think we know now that the Power Rangers that were unmasked and on TV were never actually part of like the original reel of, you know, action sequences and stuff like that. But uh, I I mean, I loved it daily. I was all over it. I feel like I've told this story before, but I had a friend in grade school that got his hands on the original Japanese Power Rangers television show on VHS and we watched what? it one day and it like messed me up because there was like one oh. I, just, I specifically <laughs> remember a scene where they had they had this like long shot of this guy sweating like close up on his skin but they played it backwards so it showed like the sweat going into his hand uh, and I was yeah, like what freaky. this isn't my Power Rangers yeah wow freak they, shouldn't out. they be at a dirt the dirt bike tournament raising money for charity I feel like that was the plot of every episode <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They yeah. save their and local the restaurant. Becomes a monster. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, multi. It was like the multi episode arc of was like the White Ranger, or something. Oh, that White yeah, Ranger. Yeah, was, yeah. Where you got a new suit. That was a those big days. deal, man. That's a Itch. that's other McDonald's toys. I feel like I had when that movie came out, <sighs> and you would get the figure with the ro- like it had its own personal robot. Mm. I like I, like, I I don't know if I still have those. I like the movie because remember they had like the updated, more expensive suits. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the, like the latex, mm-hmm. uh, like armor suits. Do you remember the big cliffhanger? I think one of the season finales was when Tommy showed up at the end. It was like when the Power Rangers were like defeated and the the, the restaurant, the diner was yeah, destroyed. Yeah, I do and remember And they did that. the slow-mo zoom on him walking in and showed Tommy. Every kid in that. Blew everybody's mind. My God, yeah. he's back. We were yeah, Tommy. So I, I had a big thing for that. that I remember one year, uh, I have an aunt, which you've met, uh, Lucia, who was like super crafty, she actually made me the, 
that shield he wears <laughs> out of cardboard mm. and did gold and black paint. That could still I be mean, in your I, garage right now. No, I'm pretty Can't sure be. I threw that out. Are but. you sure? The amount no, of black sure. mold I, on that thing right now. Oh, it's got to be disgusting. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I also had, uh, what else did I find? Today? I found my Transformers. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm a hoarder because I would have thrown all that stuff mm. out. I found my Captain America with the, uh, the shield Slinging. where like the cards would go in. Uh-huh. And my Cyclops that had the arcade uniform with the white, uh, the blue oh, jumpsuit with the big white X yeah. on it. Beautiful. With his eye lit up. Mm-hmm. So I was having a great day as a nostalgia going through that stuff. That, but when I saw those and I saw they could still get into work, I, I just can't wait for Jack to come home and be like, hey, guess guess what I found. Do you remember um, where the Models is where we live? Was that an old toy store at some point? Do you remember? Yeah, many, many, many years ago. It's not even Models anymore. They closed. But that was a toy store. It was like a, it wasn't KB because that was in the Willow Road mm-hmm. Mall. But it was some other like Bobo brand. Kitty City. <laughs> Maybe Kitty City. Maybe Kitty City. I, it, yeah, maybe that was Kitty been City. I remember going in there and seeing the X Men, that first run of X Men action figures, and man, those were gold. Just trying to talk your parents and getting you one of them, and then walking over to the video game aisle. They used to have the systems behind the glass. Yeah, they used to play on like Sega or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those games, cartridges being like sixty bucks. You imagine like I remember they I, had. It's a crazy world. Like you had to pay sixty bucks for those games. You had no idea what they were going to be. They're going to yeah, be good you or whatever. You barely tried yeah. them. Game Pro. Game Pro. Remember Game Genie? Yeah, I don't even know how that stuff works. Still, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. But I used to do it all the time and like put it on for like Street Fighter Two Turbo, so I could just run all the way up to M Bison and see every character's ending. Mm. And I would do that. Would be like a Saturday night for me. God, that could be your Sunday night tonight. It you might be. I'm find get, that out of the garage. Emulator uh, fired up. I found my Super Nintendo. Mm. Um, mm. I found Katie's VCR that we've moved three times and never once plugged in. Let's see. Does it still work? It. it might. I didn't try it. Super Nintendo turned on. Nice. Might be in the, I might be so, in the market for that VHS player, that VCR. Uh, let's, let's make a deal. Uh, let's make a deal. You got a CRT monitor? You got like an old one of those like... Uh, Squared monitors that they have in old movie studios. Oh no, that would be awesome if I did. Oh, I would buy that too. <laughs> Remember the uh, like you would go to a local computer show and they would always have like the Dreamcast and stuff hooked up to CRT monitors because the Dreamcast would like mm-hmm. flex. You could it would like yeah. flex the ability of the Dreamcast on those CRT monitors. How about mm. the Dreamcast having a modem, fifty six k modem before its time? Yeah, I used to play Bloody Roar on the Dreamcast. You guys remember that game? I remember, but I, think I never they have played a, it. There was a, I think there's a PlayStation or Xbox port of it now, but you were like a, a fighter and you become like a tiger and the girl turned to a rabbit. Mm. So you had to like <laughs> fight as both. Weird Japanese game that I remember mm. playing for hours on Dreamcast. Mm. And Panzer Dragoon was the other game. You ever oh, played that yeah. one down? I love that game. Played that one. Love ever. that game. It was like a, on mm. rails, right? That game was on rails. Yeah. Ruby on Rails. <laughs> Should we get into Gambit? Is there any other topics we wanted to hit up before we get a deep we dive? Didn't, we didn't want to get into a season seven of Power Rangers right <laughs> Gambit's first ever limited series. We wanted to come back after the last Paper Keg episode yeah. because we thought there might be one book to tell us that Gambit is cool. That our childhood memories of this 
limited series were correct and that this was great and that we wanted to live dangerously and read it again for the first time in years. Could it still hold up? Jonesy, what's this mini series about? Man, what isn't it about when you think <laughs> about true. it? That's uh, true. So That's four issues, uh, I, th- I believe, if my history serves me correct. Uh, Now, I want to sing the theme again, but I know now that Slim's going to have a hard time editing. But my heart song can't be stopped once it kicks in. Mm. Action shot of Terry Hogan on the beach. Yo, there's a hurricane blowing in over the water, waiting in anticipation. For the action to begin. How many intros does this song have? Well, you see, to go deep on Thunder of Paradise, Dale played the TV movie theme song first that only appeared in that one TV movie. This was the regular series intro music. Mm. Both are incredible songs. Mm. Get in there. This is a digestible uh, hour and uh, minute and fifty-five seconds, whereas the other one is three and a half minutes. Of, I mean, it's worth it. I mean, you could you could do seven minutes, and I would listen to every single yeah, second. Thank you, Jesse. Who's the uh, composer of that song? Who's the band. Alan Probably, Silvestri. Uh, Get out of here! Is it? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mark Post, the same guy who did uh, Quantum Leap. Sounds like a Quantum Leap-ish number. Quantum Leap. I bet you that you you might be onto something, Jones. You know, there's like hit TV theme. Producer. Like the, uh, like Hugh Grant and About a Boy. He did like jingles. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, there's like the elite jingle writers. Yeah. Like the top tier, yeah. they're, they're called. Danny Elfman of Boat Action Adventure TV series. <laughs> Listen, some guy probably did Knight Rider, Airwolf, all those. He probably oh, made a, you know, yeah. a million bucks. Oh, yeah. He's probably still making Jan Michael <laughs> Vincent. Ever heard of him? Jesse, what's like Gambit about? Hawk? <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I thought we were just all 80s and 90s TV today. Um, so, Gambit. People are gagging for the origin of Gambit. Where did this mysterious mutant come from? Where does powers originate? How did he get so good with a bow staff? All this and more are answered in the four-issue mini uh, self-titled Gambit uh, with beautiful gatefoil covers. I remember Mm. holding them in person and buying them myself at ADZ Comics in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. And just uh, being that annoying kid, when's the second issue coming out? In a month. So what day? You know, but it's about game sigh on his belt. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, the sigh on his belt. <laughs> I remember not to derail you any further, but I remember buying the return of the Jedi, uh, Luke Skywalker action figure from that comic shop. Remember he came with the, the black, like the hard black tunic. Oh, and he had those yeah. high heel boots. Mm hmm. Yeah. With the peg. So you could yeah. position them. Yeah. Yep. 
And then his arm didn't have any articulation. He just rose the lightsaber like this, mm-hmm. like he was vacuuming the floor. Yeah. I remember. I think I had that figure too. Um, and I had the Rancor mm. at some point. Uh, so yeah, now that I'm totally derailed, Gambit, what's it about? Uh, so our favorite uh, Cajun mutant uh, gets a messenger sent to him uh, whilst in the danger room. And it's basically, you need to come home and clean up your mess. You know, it's kind of like a half assassin attempt and you're then brought into the world of the Thieves Guild and the Assassin's Guild at Old Nolans. And they've had this ancient ceremony where, uh, is he called the Arbiter? It's, a, the it's tithe, an external. The Tithe Collector? The, the Tithe Collector. Remember it was- Did uh, you read this comic? Yeah, hang on. Hold, please. <laughs> Remember the externals in the 90s were like, what if Highlander was a mutant? And those externals were everywhere. They're long-lived mutants. Well, one of those externals is the Tithe Collector. And she gives uh, either powers or life. I'm sorry, so no. The that, the that's, uh, that's the Tithe Collector is the guy in the trench coat, but... Yeah, uh, and then the girl gives him... Kandra. So she's not Kandra. the Tithe... Oh, my God. Maybe I should just step out. Kandra. You got it. You're nailing it so it's far. Been, it's, been, it's, it, it's been a Jersey. month, you know? <laughs> so, Gavin's ex-wife, Belladonna... Is still alive somehow. So Remy is going to get the water of life for her to restore her. And the four issues are about his betrayal, his family. uh, They kind of took him in and they're kind of semi-political interplay as they try to both get both the powers and the life. And all through the through line is, and probably the most realized character is Rogue, dealing with Remy's ex-wife, and what that means for their relationship for four issues. That's all I can remember, but it was great. The art's fantastic. That was Gambit. The Thieves Guild. That's it. So where are your thoughts? Please, someone else, someone else give thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was all about this back in the day. I was EJ, Toys and Comics for me, Vineland, New Jersey. I was all about getting this comic. And I mean, back then... My little tiny brain just wasn't even prepared to handle what storyline was happening within. So, reading it again, you know, in this day and age, I can digest things a little better. And, I mean, it is... Look, it does nothing for our love of Gambit, (laughs) Remy LeBeau. You know what I mean? Honest uh-huh. to goodness. Uh, Jonesy's last thing he mentioned was Rogue and how, you know, the whole, uh, you know, topsy-turvy kind of relationship that she's there in New Orleans, you know, helping out the man she loves. And the just the weirdness of uh, Belladonna is, you know, there. She's alive. She may not be sentient. She's sleeping, but she's alive. And just this elephant in the room is never addressed ever. Uh, Which one? Well, before thought, we even go um, down the rabbit hole of the crazy, uh, stupid storyline, the you know, uh, love what you love. Uh, <coughs> like up until the end, she's in. Like Rogue is insistent on helping, which you know I love. God, God bless her. But you know, even till the up until the very end, I just feel like you know, Gambit went on a whole lot about his wife and how he's married to Belladonna and he's got to help her. 
He what, turned listen, into a giant a-hole for like 75% of this book. Like trying to get the Gambit, potion to bring her back. Yeah. Gambit makes his girlfriend watch his ex-wife in a house that he bought for the ex-wife. <laughs> Here's our safe house. It's this house I bought for her because we were so in love and we always plan to retire here someday. Hey, girlfriend, watch her sleep there Why I go. My last sentence in my notes is, why is Rogue even there? Ex- a question mark, question mark. Like, she just gets treated like trash by him right. the whole series. And it's, it's yeah, exactly. Uh, I just thought there would be some sort of deep interpersonal relationship some resolution or or building towards something maybe not resolved in this four issue miniseries but they definitely have some things they got to work through rogue obviously mm-hmm. loves gambit enough to per- help him in whatever he's got to do right but it it's never stated like you know obviously I, i'm gambit rogue i really appreciate you helping me and this is you know we need to talk about some stuff obviously but i do love you and you know, we got to talk, but you're important to me. It's like, it's not, it's really none of that. It's just weird. It's, he's married, he has obligations, and then there's Rogue. And Hank, I love you too. Thank you for watching her over her body as I go into the the annals of the French Quarter. Nolans. How about the, when Belladonna um, wakes up at the end? And has no memory. And then Remy's like, well, that's the end of that. Okay, we can leave. Like, oh, it was like, you're like, right. What? You're absolutely. Did you guys run out of pages at the end of this book where he can maybe flush out his thoughts a little bit more? Like, is that the biggest get out of jail free card after all of that? What a giant waste of time. He's so, because she didn't even remember being married to him, right? Is she, yeah, she's like, who are you? Right. So Gambit's like, Gambit. Uh, <laughs> right. So a- after all that, it's almost like, well, that's, well, it, it was maybe one panel, his reaction to that. Okay, Shadow, let's get out of here. Like, let's well, head F back. you, what? Yeah. That's the end of this book? You treated Rogue like trash? If Gambit never goes to Nolan's, nothing, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whether he goes or doesn't go, the ending is still the same. He changed nothing. Yeah, by you're going. right. And and so he, and Rogue, it's almost like they wrote Rogue like, oh wow, this man, we really got out of that, huh? Like we did, we avoided that conversation, and it all works out in the end. But you know, Rogue still has the knowledge of how he's been. You know, like I'm trying to think of a, a you know an analogous example of you know saying you really don't have feelings for a person when you're with somebody else and then that person walks in the room and like you know the air is like taken from your lungs right. or something that's what it mm-hmm. is times two weeks yeah in the craziest situation under the streets of I french quarter shit <laughs> <laughs> i do feel that rogue has the best character development in these four issues though and that what i'm referring to is when she's watching over her boyfriend's ex-wife in the house that he bought for them. Um, she has this inner monologue where it's like, I can't ever be close to Remy physically and I can't have a deeper connection, but with my powers, I can just touch this woman and I'll get all of that. And it's my deepest desire. And then she, t- she finally argues herself out of it because she knows it's, it's like she's crossing a line and a, 
you know, mentally abusing this woman. Then as she's about to put her glove back on, boom, she reaches out and grabs her. She gets it anyway. Like, I thought that out of the whole, the writing, that was the most strongly written part of the little story. After that, but Rogue was still like, oh God, what have I done? You didn't do anything. She grabbed your arm. She was all like guilt written about it. But like you didn't do uh, yeah, anything. Right. Also, uh, I mean, she can't touch anyone, Rogue. Like, what is going, what is the plan with you and Gambit at this point? Are they just, like, going at it fully clothed, like, late at night? Like, what is the extent of their yeah. relationship outside of just, like, blue balling each other Right, like for knee in the crotch. <laughs> like, there's full body condoms and the naked ama- gun. The amount of spandex <laughs> dry humping that must be going on has got to be catastrophic uh, just the nylon rubbing against nylon i just nylon. don't get it i mean what are they what are they doing are they just watching movies and like yucking it up and be like man we're having a great time together do they just watch to watch tv shows on vhs all day long and like i know right spoon like what is the crux of their relationship i don't right. get it they can't it's not like they can go take a drive and park at the end of some darkened alley to talk yeah because you know, he's why, like why walking, they're walking the they're walking through the mall together. He's wearing those big ass metallic knee high boots and yeah. a trench coat at their mall shopping. I do love a gambit that has no street clothes. Like he never changes into a He's uniform. What he wears is what he wears. Yeah. And he, I mean, you, you walk into a bathroom, you're cracking the tile underneath your shoes <laughs> with that get up gambit. <laughs> Idiot. Titanium boots and everywhere. To go he goes. back to the the original storyline, I mean, you got Ugh. the thieves, you got the assassins, and one of the externals, which I didn't know the externals were like, uh, you know, this early into the gambit, uh, lore, lore. But here we are, and uh, the uh, Kandra, the external, gives the assassins guild the power, gives the thieves guild the eternal life from the fountain of youth. And they keep them, she keeps them both in check and they're always feuding, but, uh, it's just like you're, if you're thieves dress like thieves, don't dress like thieves, worse gambits, gambit juniors. They all have the same hair. They all have the helmet thing. His dad's get up is it looks like he's a swashbuckler. He looked like Errol Flynn from 1850. Yeah, I know. Right. Like why? Like, but with like certain metal you, pieces, like a, metal as a teeth. Don't you want to be able to blend in with society? No. Well, I mean, I don't even understand. And what are they the, stealing? <laughs> There's the, it's modern day. I don't know. Yeah. What are they stealing? And what are these assassins doing? What right. is the show agreement me, that they need to have? Right. And show me the network of the, like, uh, so show me the network from like street level. Somebody pockets a wallet and hands it off to the next guy. And they, and you know, that not guy drops it in the sewer and the other guy catches it. Like show me something productive from the thieves guild. Right. It's like this, the beginning of the also, what does, movie. What does Kandra get out of exactly. all this? What do you like? I'm going to give you life or powers and you're going to do X. No, what you're going to do is fight over who gets the life and powers. Like yeah, what? Why are you giving away that stuff? Just kill. Yeah, why aren't you drinking it? Kill both guilds, and then just be done with that whole area. To be to be fair, I'm pushing my nerd glasses up. I think she's immortal. I think that's what the externals mm-hmm. are. Right. I think that's like yeah, they're, they're the Highlanders. They're the immortal. The only other one I remember is Trevor Fitzroy. Remember Bishop's arch nemesis? Oh yeah. Oh man. He was a part of that group called the Upstarts. I love that that group name. I did, I didn't get the the whole backstory. I mean. 
whoever was in charge of writing his backstory, like if they had a writer's summit and they're coming up with this junk, like go back to the board, get someone from New Orleans or something. Was that Maybe try again. Did Claremont have like a rooted like outline or did they just take it from him and, and just pursued something else i mean and 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 in the four issue mini they talk uh, quite a bit about how gambit had to duel julian of the assassins guild um in combat and he killed him but julian's not dead and he's now the lamest marvel character (laughs) in the entire marveldom i mean he is just in a black he's a four-fingered ninja is what he becomes in, in, for fin- in, in a in a completely black suit like Vanta Black. <laughs> but man, Lee Weeks can draw a Vanta Black oh, character yeah. like oh, nobody's business. I mean, the art in this book oh, is next. Let's level. not get on. Yeah, that, let me let me make a suggestion to you both right Please. now. All right, Please let me throw yeah. this at you. Game of a Roger in the Danger Room. Right, yeah. he gets a message. You got to come back for your ex wife. He goes there and there's no Teeves Guild. There's no Assassin's Guild. It's literally him having to pick up the pieces of him bailing out on his comatose ex-wife and now dealing with the family drama of how he left them. Wouldn't that be much more compelling to read for four issues? Man, I haven't heard that song in a long time. <laughs> Jonesy, I think you might be on to. I mean, if we could just take it, make it a character drama. Like yeah. you blew it. Like everyone in charge of Gambit yeah. around this time, you blew it. Like how what? awesome would it? How awesome would the four issue miniseries finally setting up one of the most uh, amazing stories? Mm-hmm. Give the people what they want. I mean, everyone. Just everyone else in the X Men has a you know pretty good origin story, yeah, or like backstory, maybe like a limited series. Nah, not for Gambit. No, but man, Lee Weeks. No, like even when it starts in that Danger Room stuff and Wolverine smoking a cigar, he looks so oh, badass. God, yeah, mm-hmm. just sitting back with his like he's got a double chin, but I don't even care. He still looks badass. Yeah, sitting he does. back there with Storm. Um, the cover. Yeah, I was gonna say the cover to start issue one. Classic cover, hard cover. Jonesy mentioned, like you could slice someone's throat open with that mm, hard cover. Man. Yeah, take it, but the cardboard oh, cut you would get. Oh my god! Um, but this has like the patented '90s. You know, Gambit refuses to tell. You know, Henry, his half brother, whatever, busts into the mansion, and well, you know, he pronounces it Henri. <laughs> And everyone's like, how did you get into this mansion? Like Wolverine, like, could it was a gas that someone just broke in easily. <laughs> right. And then he and Gambit are just like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, this is old school for us. And then they ask him for his backstory. He's like, oh, we all have our secret share and how he got in. And I remember, like, being as a kid, loving that stuff because at the time you were trying to put, you were trying to, like, be Charlie from It's Always Sunny and you're, like, putting a string to tax to, like, mm-hmm. oh, remember, remember Gambit said this in this miniseries and then he said this in Uncanny, so I wonder oh. if they're going to come back to that. Like, this stuff was cool. Like, you always thought that, like, oh, I wonder if they're going to come back to that in, like, six months. That's, I feel like that's totally gone in comics and been 
not replaced by something in comic, but that's been replaced by something else, some other genre or something entirely. Yeah, like, some other storytelling cool hook or method. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. But the but, but before yeah before they would think about like planting that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that was fun. And you used to read Wizard magazine to like you know read these long featurettes. Oh, Wizard, and they would get those panels. And they would put them all together in a list, like to to talk about someone's backstory, and that was awesome. But this also very felt obviously Romeo and Juliet esque, like Belladonna's backstory and Gambit's coming from the two houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the ending of the first issue. I'm just going through some of my likes since we were trashed it for 15 minutes. But um, I liked how the first issue just kind of ended with them going to New Orleans, like them agreeing to leave to New Orleans. It wasn't like a weird cliffhanger or anything, like someone busting through a wall. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Um, all the assassins have Remy's hair, which was very strange. <laughs> um, but then it starts to get into corny '90s stuff that doesn't hold up as well, like him yelling Belladonna's name out while he holds her in bed. Like, what are you doing? There's no reason to yell out her name at the top of your lungs. And then he tells right everybody's in the room. Yeah, he tells Julian or someone else like we will have words. Like that stuff is so corny. I think I thought it was corny back then. But, or we're like, we're going to have words. Like we need to talk. It's like, they try to make a cooler version, a more adult version of that for comic books. And it yeah. never held up for me. <laughs> I hated that stuff. But issue three, I wrote down, he, he looks ex- almost exactly like Jean-Claude Van Damme from Hard Target. Oh, oh man. Oh yeah. Wasn't that always a rumor that Jean-Claude was going to play him in some 80s or 90s God. era movie? Could, it might as- I, I feel like that was a real thing. Could've- it could have been. I feel like they could have easily just tried to make an X-Men movie around like Street Fighter era and it probably would have turned out oh, the same man. way. I remember watching Street Fighter on pay-per-view. Oh my God. Jean-Claude. How about him boning Kandra in the past that they alluded to? Yeah, so did, did mm. anyone notice that Remy has had sexual relationships everyone. with every woman in this four yeah, issues? Dude, everyone. And he's like not opposed to picking any of them back up. Yeah, he's like, ready oh, to Kendra, jump in while we're here mm-hmm. easily. But I, I, my my next line after this, I lost interest hard. <laughs> like I guess issue two and a half, I started to get, I started tuning out. Like this is just way too much. I don't care. Yeah. Like any of this it, stuff, it it was way too much, and it was a whole lot of I don't know expedition, exposition, or just drama that was just invented but not interesting. And mm-hmm. yeah, who ca- it, who cares? There's there's a, a thieves guild and assassins guild that has no impact on any other part of the and Marvel and th- I don't know if it's Howard Mackey or who, who but like ju- I I had a really bad time with Julian in general, as I mentioned before. He was so lame, but mm-hmm. his dialogue, like his accent, I screenshotted some some of the uh, um, some of the things he says. You be doing nothing, father. The elixir and Belladonna will be mine. You won't be poisoning her mind against me no more. Belladonna will sit by my side at the new Assassin's Guild. Think about that, father. The old ways be dead. Like, be, be, it's like, he talks like a five-year-old. <laughs> the old ways be dead. Also, what's his, what's his plan? He turns into some kind of weird, creepy brother lover by issue three or the end of four, where he's like, Belladonna needs to be at my side. I love her. It just, it went mm. off in a weird tangent. And even the, like, I liked, to, to be honest, I liked Julian 
as a villain to start out the series, like creepy guy in black, which like weird vampire hands or whatever. But then he just turned into like a he, a caricature by issue three. Yeah. And then he took off his mask. He just, he looks just like regular Julian with like hair missing and his face is like minor, <laughs> like somewhat effed up. That's it. He's not like a creature. What was the deal with the four fingers? I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. His, his, just his hair was like falling out, like, like witches put <laughs> yeah. a spell on him and wanted his hair to fall out. He's just affected by it. But yeah, he, I thought uh, he was going to be like the big, big bad, but he did, he turned out to be just like this ancillary villain that was against everybody else. And it didn't mm-hmm. spend a whole lot of time on him. Like he was like, it's big, right? He's back from the dead. Gambit killed him. He could be yeah. this huge adversary uh, along with Belladonna back from the dead. And uh, it, he just turned out to be a minor player in this bigger story of the assassins and thieves. That was just super convoluted. And it, they talked in like weird, they didn't speak in tangibles, right? They just spoke in this, uh, the, the, just it's the way it is right the thieves need this elixir of life they don't say why mm-hmm. exactly uh have is has it always been the same group of thieves who've been taking the right yeah who's who takes it how long have you been taking right. are, it are they, they 500 like years nothing. old are they the same thieves for 500 years and there's no new yeah. thieves or like they don't they, they never got into that but that's huge when you talk about an elixir of life that could bring belladonna back to life but that's not the way it is like it it, and what is the power that the other group gets is that just like super strength like is that even it was mutant mutant-esque powers yeah but they i just yeah they never see any proof of that that was just a guess the the power to be able to keep the other ones in check but what did that the power government power (laughs) municipalities they never proved that they had you know Superman like levels of power compared to the, any other human junk, beautiful looking junk. Yeah. It just answers the, or asks the question Is there a good Gambit story? Is this the end of Gambit? Is this it? Is this it for us? I mean, is this how we go out finally for one last time? <laughs> Can you imagine going out after this <laughs> trash? I know. That's how we Kandra's end. Kendra's big old chest with the elixir inside her chest. And Gambit fishing it out and her not realizing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he made away with it. Oh, that cheeky, that cheeky bugger. He made, he pickpocketed uh, me. That, that, <laughs> thief, that thief skilled. It be the way to so your, your final thoughts, things. Jonesy, on the Gambit miniseries, four parts. I would have, I would have rather done a podcast about Mighty Morphin Power mm. Podcasters than. Is that ever read or is that announced? Should we watch that Mighty Morphin two-parter Tommy returns and becomes the Green (laughs) Ranger on the next episode? Oh my God, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Listen, you're going to have to link me to the episodes of Netflix, but I'll do anything to record with you two guys again. You know that. Agreed. Oh, molta bene. Bonasera, 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 bonasera. (laughs) Buona Natale. That's probably on YouTube, that two-parter, three-parter Green Ranger intro. Or at least it's got to be, it's got to be boiled down to like, you know, just the fight scenes or something like that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Have you read any comics outside of Gambit, Jonesy, from the last time we recorded? Uh, I have not. 
Dale? I ha- I I want to, but I feel like I'm I'm out of it. So I can't just jump back in because I, once again, I have nowhere to start. Mm. So I've not been reading. I've been able to read some Conan or something like that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can say I haven't read much, but I have read. You know, it's it's real media related. Uh, Dark Horse put out these sweet collections of Tales from the Crypt comics. Oh, batandspider.com. Check it out. They are really legit, these archives. And um, each, I mean, it's cool to see these stories collected. They're like seven pages long, most of them. They're great little stories to get into. And it's cool to think about that. You know, these were like the foundation of, you know, these broke comics because of the comic code and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. these, it's funny to think about these things being a concern for concerned parents and stuff like that. Uh, But they're great stories. The art's fantastic. I think there's a lot of recoloring done, Um, but they're cool. So yeah, so for Bat and Spider, we're doing the Tales from the Crypt HBO TV series. And each one is actually, does come from a, a, a story from a comic. So yeah, I didn't know that when you guys said that on the show, I had no idea that it was based on the comic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like literally took it from yeah. the comics. Yeah, I had no idea at the time either. So it's cool to like think about they mined stuff that was already there like back then. It was it was, you know, going on. So really cool. Mm. Mm. And then I was you were saying how you were saying how these were like potentially dangerous to kids. Man and I watching Life Force on HBO Max with the, the vampire boobies popping out. James walking into the room. Couldn't hit that X <laughs> button fast enough. Oh my God. What Life Force. Wow. Toby Hooper. Yeah, that takes me back. That oh my gosh. That's like Red Shoe yeah. Diary. Era I forgot. With Fox Mulder as the uh the the letter writer. I haven't written my LB review just yet. Finished wow, I can't that that even back then to me, that was like uh a unicorn. Like because it would come on one of the pay channels every once in a while. Wow, mm. dude, you just I just went back to a different place in my life. HBO Max. I mean, you're digging. You're digging through that library. Oh aren't yeah, you? aren't you powering through? Oh yeah, it's pretty deep. It's it's really nice. I like it. It's uh, they got a lot of stuff in there. Really do. What, what did I interrupt? You were about to say you're reading something else before I interrupted you. Um, no, I don't remember. Honestly, so long ago. I finally read um from the creator of Pluto. Finally, bit the bullet and bought the first edition, first collection of 20th century buzz manga. Yeah. Wanted to see what all the fuss was about. A lot of jacking over that book. A lot of, you know, sneeze guards. Is that jacking in that book? Is that true that it's like super popular? Uh, At least in our group. I've, I've heard a few people say that it's great, but it like, it's long. It's not like just eight trades. I think it's like, Hundred trades yeah, or something. You, you, I don't know. Twenty you, trades. You, you, there's something. There's something. Up some, it might not be hundred. It could be like twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that some of the critical feedback I heard is that it like towards the end, it does. It's not that great, but there's also like so many volumes. Um, it's okay. First, the first trade is okay. Like it didn't blow me away like Pluto did, but once in a lifetime book that Pluto. Gazich. Oh my, my god. Pluto was great, and I just. 
That's one of the things when I've been setting up my uh, office up here. Um, I had so many books packed away for the last year because I didn't unpack it in the rental house. And so I was like unpacking all my books again for my shelves. And I was, it was unpacking some of that stuff. I was like, man, I own this. Like how special was this mm. stuff? And uh, yeah, Pluto was one of those things. I was just like, oh my God, I forgot that I even owned Pluto. But it's so fantastic. Especially when you, uh, especially that. because we watched the uh, Astro Boy um, episodes that it was based on. Oh yeah. Remember, Remember when we did Pluto? Mm. Back then? What a time. I had a, that might be four Kate, or five we have to ago. go back. Four years ago? Can anyone check on this? I don't think, uh, let's get the intern. Can we, can we, can we check this? Paper keg Pluto let's get episode. Let's Google it. You see us in the booth over there? 2016, September. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We did pl- two, episode 265 was volumes five through eight. What's episode 191? Pluto. Hold the phone here. What's going on here? You just talk about that on the, one of the... Uh... Wait. Episode 191. We Whoa. Episode 191, we did volume one with Scotty. Oh, yeah. What? I don't even remember that. That's right, we did. And that took place in 2015. Wow. Didn't he pick it? And we, I guess we came back. It. This is blowing my mind right now. I think right he now. picked it. That was one of the books he picked for us to do. And we only did the first volume. Jeez, we did him a disservice. Sorry, Scotty. Man, we blew that. <laughs> blew it. He probably still holds yeah. a grudge to this day. He listens to this, man. He's going to be... Dale, Dale is texting him furiously right now. Pre-apologizing. Uh, let me... Let me read uh, some of the episode description for episode 265 real quick. This week, the host discussed getting shanked, but also Pluto. I wonder if this is related to a potential Baltimore trip (laughs) that Jonesy was very petrified about. So we're going through downtown Baltimore, a very nationally known. But when you say downtown, you're implying downtown. The lamestream media that you're listening to. The rest of his notes here say... Dale using a fax machine. I wonder what that was about. Uh, calling for manga experts. Putting in some deposits. Jonesy doesn't eat. And that was the entirety of Was the that show one of Jonesy's uh, water-only week-long? Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I fasted for five days? Worst five days of my life. This is where we go back and we listen to our old episodes live on the uh, Recording. Oh God! Let's never do that. <laughs> oh my God! That would be funny. I'm trying to find the episode notes for Scotty's episode 191. One of my favorite episodes is where when we devolved into Bane impressions <laughs> for like 40 minutes. Uh, let's see the notes for uh, Scotty's episode. Topics include sizzling hairlines, gun butting, medivacs flying overhead. Scotty finally making it onto the show. True Lies Vacuumer and concludes with Jesus. What are, what are we up to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This episode description sounds schizophrenic. <laughs> That's because I was probably 2 a.m. Yeah. and I was trying to get that episode out that next morning. And what we did, what we put you through. God, True Lies. We did True Lies as an episode, didn't we? Should we do True Lies Should again? If not, we're doing it. Let's, oh my God. Is True Lies a new cocktail? Oh. They call them the Sand Spider. Paper keg. <laughs> that would be lies. amazing. Let me see what 
<laughs> Hold on. Episode 288, we did True Lies. <laughs> we got to we got to go back to the well. How we insane is it lies. that we're going I'm going through the archives. I don't remember any <laughs> no, of this. It's going to be new for us. What does that say about me and uh my brain power? Yeah. My mental capacity. Yep. Trying to get this episode description here to load for True Lies. Apparently our show is on Mixcloud, whatever that is. Yeah, what's everybody up? What, what are they doing? What are people doing? I think we should do True Lies again. I'll fire it up tonight. Episode 288. Remember when he rides that horse through the mall? Mm. That he yells at the horse for being a bad cop? You're supposed to chase him. <laughs> I mean, what the hell were you thinking? I got the I got the episode notes here, Slim. You, you got them? Okay, cool. The primary topic, True Lies. Other topics include where Dale was when he first saw this movie, Bushkill Falls, PA. Hard to say, hard to say DC comic <laughs> words. Jonesy, Jones got a new iPhone 7 Plus. Dale's kids can't calm down. PKBCC 2017, drinking some cold ones. Mm. Wow. Wow. 2017, April 26th, 2017. Oh my God. Only three years ago, Man. but it feels like a lifetime. Where is the time? I go? can't wait to tell that Bushkill Falls story all over again. Like it's the first time I've ever told it. <laughs> Dale's just gonna put that segment yeah. on his soundboard and it's just gonna start playing the Pokemon Lodge I had a crush on a girl there named Adrian and Adrian. my buddy Kevin and I kept just saying Adrian like Rocky would and uh but we never said that to she her face but that. she was she was I mean she was amazing and I have fallen in love with her and she did not reciprocate but I didn't share those feelings anyway so it didn't matter we had fun it was a fun week at the Pokemon. Well, I don't even understand what it, Bushkill Falls, what is it, like an amusement park when like you were there with families and she was also there working or there with her family? Uh, yeah, so we, at the Pokemon Lodge, Bushkill Falls is the town in the Poke, I guess it's the Poconos. And uh, Adrian was there with her family and my buddy Kevin and I were there. So we were just like, you know, had run of the place. We were like 13, 12. On the hunt. 13 years old, had to run to the lodge. On the hunt. Sitting at a, at a buffet table going, <laughs> high-fiving each other. We got Order another Shirley Temple at the bar. Oh, man. <laughs> I remember when I was at Bushkill, I bought this huge, like, you know, the animal shirts that, like, Jack Black wears? Like, mm -hmm. like they're almost like parody shirts, but they're not. They're like real shirts. So I bought one with the black bear on it and it had like the huge black bear head on the front and it had like a bear prince walking down the back of the shirt. And like <laughs> in the corner, it was like Ursus Americanus, you, you know, U.S. black oh bear. <laughs> it was, I mean, <laughs> and I wore that thing probably twice a week in eighth grade. I was, oh I mean, it was, I was masterful. I was pulling it down. Adrian. She couldn't, she like, she, she was probably like, he went with the two-sided shirt. I see what he did there. I can't wait to <laughs> share this summer fling and go back. Mm, can't wait for that bear to come out of hibernation. Oh my God. You can't no, say that Jonesy. on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Jonesy, things are stricter now, okay? Bushkill Falls. Versus Americanus. I'm going to put that on the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
<laughs> the Pokemon Lodge. Mm. True lies. Wow. Next episode. I just started uh, following Officially. Jamie Lee Curtis on Instagram, so I, maybe I'll make something happen. <laughs> maybe I'll make something happen. <gasps> Can you DM her while you're wearing your Ursinus Americanus shirt? <laughs> And ask her to come on the oh podcast. God. If any, if there was ever a time that I was needed, step up and be the VP of merch that I've always been. Working the phones like Tom in, uh, what's that movie? With the brother? Rain Man? <laughs> oh, man. I need some ginkgo biloba or something. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's fine. Ginkgo biloba. <laughs> Are we getting an official paper keg Ursa Ursa Americana shirt from Jimbaland tonight? I thought you were going to say sponsorship from Ginkgo Biloba. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee, please. We please, need Jamie you. Lee. The country needs you. You won't believe the podcast Jamie Lee Curtis called into on Zoom. Just to talk <laughs> about true lies. What if we, I mean, maybe we put it behind a paywall, raise money for charity. Jesus Christ. I, oh, I'm going to eat 24 hour Zoom call with me? Jamie Lee Curtis. You know? Where she talks about true lies. Bio breaks time. allowed, obviously. Can we get Adrian on that 24 hour feed? Let me can we Google call her, her up? Let me Google her. If we could actually dig up Adrian. That is like a Howard Stern segment, you know? <laughs> like uh. finding, finding Adrian. He puts the call out one morning at 6 a.m. And by 9 a.m., Adrian's oh my calling God. in. Adrian, I'm Googling Adrian Pokemon Lodge. <laughs> That's going to be a porno. There's Come like on. a misconnection. Do that in incognito <laughs> mood, please. What a show. We had fun. We had fun. We're back. We're, we're back. For the last time. We're back. One more episode's True Lies, a palate cleanser. Get Gambit out of here. One final time? Could we be just days away from our final episode? Does Apple Podcasts accept a 24-hour podcast file? I, I think if Jamie Lee Curtis um, push enough buttons. Could we get we get like front page Apple Podcast sponsorship? It's just like a bad Photoshop of Jamie Lee wearing that bear shirt. <laughs> it says paper gang next to it. Like remember the uh, remember the shop jobs I would do to get paper keg like the top trending podcasts on iTunes for the computer. <laughs> yes. I just like wedge it between number one and two. Actually, I learned to use uh, GIMP for that, remember? <laughs> I did a couple myself. Was it GIMP? Can you That's what it was called, right? Jonesy's saying GIMP to the soundboard, <laughs> no, please. I'm writing it down. <laughs> Is it not GIMP? GIMP? <laughs> I need to hear that on Bat and Spider, please. <laughs> Is it not GIMP? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody oh, listening shit. to Bat and Spider just be like, what? 